enclosure near the palace that set the elite apart from the rest of Pyongyang. Her dad's vigilance was just another sign of his love for her. Even here, in the safety of Paris, he couldn't seem to relax. Across the table, his strong, square features were frowning, his eyes scanning back and forth, up and down the street, as though he were waiting for someone to join them. Sung Kim couldn't see his feet, but she could hear the nervous tapping of one of his shoes against the pavement. Having a good time, Dad? she asked him. He nodded, but said nothing. Her father had a great sense of humor, but she couldn't remember him smiling since the day they'd arrived. Hey, she said, I'm a big girl now, and I'm perfectly safe here. She glanced over her shoulder toward the kitchen, then made a mock serious face at her dad. The waiter's the only one you've got to look out for. This time he did manage to smile, but his eyes never left the street. Sung Kim followed his gaze but couldn't tell what he was looking at. The street was busy, clogged with the Mercedes taxicabs that flooded Paris. From the sidewalk she heard a number of languages, French, of course, but German, too, in addition to Italian, Japanese, and English. It wasn't hard to pick out the Americans. All you had to do was listen. It wasn't only their distinctive English, the same English Sung Kim spoke. It was the way they talked— Overly loud, aggressive, obnoxious. We own the world, their manner shouted, and we'll act any damn way we want to. Soon Kim turned back to her mom, but a sudden commotion over her right shoulder brought her eyes back around to the sidewalk. Two men had pushed their way right up to their table and stood staring at the three of them. Short men in American clothing, tan slacks and flowered shirts not tucked in. The heavier of the two was carrying a newspaper. No! Sung Kim's dad shouted as the man raised the hand carrying the newspaper. She heard what sounded like a sharp cough. Her father's hands flew toward his throat as he fell back into his chair. Dad! she screamed as she started for him. Before she got there, Sung Kim heard a second cough. She swung back toward her mother just in time to see her mom's body slump sideways. Now the man with the newspaper turned to Sung Kim. Please, she heard herself saying, her voice distant in her ears. Dear God, please! He lifted the paper. God? This hasn't got anything to do with God. Sung Kim stared at him, frozen as she waited to die. But suddenly a third man darted from the crowd and crashed headlong into the shooter, knocking him sideways, slamming the newspaper and gun out of his hand. Sung Kim saw the black steel pistol clatter along the sidewalk. The shooter's partner pulled the gunman to his feet, and they raced off into the mob. Sung Kim couldn't make herself move, or look at her parents. She tried to form a thought, but it was impossible. A moment later, the man who'd saved her life grabbed her arm and yanked her toward the street. Quickly, he said in Korean, we cannot stay here. But, Sung Kim said, I can't. She tried to pull the man's hand away. My parents, she said. I can't leave my mom and— Now! He jerked harder on her arm. The Americans are monsters. They murdered your parents. They won't quit until they kill you, too. Sung Kim prided his fingers, but he was too strong. No! She hollered as he dragged her toward a waiting taxi. You can't make me! Her voice died as he pulled the taxi door open and shoved her inside. The Mercedes accelerated hard. Sung Kim swung around in the seat, desperate to see her parents. The crowd had finally realized what happened. 
A tall woman was the first to reach her mom to extend her hand and close Sung Kim's mother's eyes. Sung Kim stared at the tall woman until the Mercedes turned the next corner. Her shoulders slumped as she began to cry. Back at the Salon de Thé, the tall woman stepped into the street to make sure the Mercedes was out of sight before she turned back to Sung Kim's parents. Okay, she said in English. They're gone. Sung Kim's mother rose from the chair first, followed by her husband. They came around and stood facing the crowd, which had grown even larger as word of the shooting raced up and down the street. The tall woman smiled at the astonished faces around them. Sorry if we startled you, she said in French, but your reaction will make the movie all the better. She turned towards Sung Kim's parents and began to applaud. A teenager in the crowd started to clap as well, and suddenly everyone was doing so. Sung Kim's parents bowed, but her mother...